the theme that we've got for this morning is freedom. Freedom from everything. Freedom no matter whether you feel it, whether you can see it or not, I'm telling that you are free. And if you know that you're free on the inside, it flows through the outside, no matter what goes on on the outside, no matter whether it's sickness or pain or financial debt or whatever it may be, if you're free on the inside, it doesn't matter. You can have peace through every situation. Sure, we go and we try and earn our money back and we go and we get our, our physical health back, but that peace that goes beyond understanding. Because I asked myself the question, I was, I was saying during the week, and here I am going off my notes already, I was asking myself during the week, what does my salvation actually mean? If I was going to ask you, what does it actually mean to you? We all say we're saved. What does it actually mean? And, and when you start and you think about it, okay, what, what does this actually mean, mean to me? Because I go through a lot of bad stuff in my life. A lot of stuff. We, we stand up here in the morning and we, we shout and we yahoo because Jesus is awesome. But when you have a car crash during the week, you know, is he same, that, that same awesome God? That's the challenge, to know what our salvation is and to know it beyond any shadow of a doubt. If you carry that into your world, there is more than enough of God in you to cover every situation. You know, freedom, good news. Last week was Palm Sunday. And as, as Jesus went into Jerusalem, go, going in, it was, it's funny, but it's, it's a setup job. Jesus has a way of, of, of well, not Jesus, God has a way of, of setting everything up. And he followed, he covered all the prophecies for him before he became, and even after he was crucified. He covered them all. And, and I just want to say a few things about what happened when he was actually going into Jerusalem that day. Palm Sunday, where they all thought, actually, have I got the scripture up there? John 12, 12 to 24? I have. And it says, The next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And they took branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and, and sat on it as, as, as it is written. That's it. You know, when they threw down their palm leaves before Jesus, they also threw down their shawls, their tallit. You know, the tallit was very, very something, it was something special for the, for the Jews because the prayer shawl had, had all these, um, what do you call it, tassels on the bottom. And it reminded them of all the commandments that, that they'd been given. It also reminded them of all their obligations and all of their duties is following as a Jew. And I find it amazing that as he's coming up to Jerusalem, the first thing they did was they took off their tallit and they laid down all the commandments, everything that had gone before, they laid it down at Jesus' feet. And Jesus, on the donkey, walked over those as he was coming in Jerusalem. We also realized that on that same day, they were going to, going to celebrate, the, well, not that same day, they're going to celebrate the Passover, but they were getting ready for the Passover. And the same day when Jesus was going into, the, into Jerusalem, it was the, the month of Nisan. It was the 10th day of that month. And the same day, they were, they were actually taking the spotless lambs that had got ready for Passover. And the same time that Jesus was going into Jerusalem was the same time these lambs were going into Jerusalem. Spotless lambs ready for the slaughter. And isn't it amazing how it's a set-up job that Jesus is going into Jerusalem at the same time, a spotless lamb ready for the slaughter for us. And then four days later, they take the lambs. 
They kill the lambs that actually live in their household for four days. They kill them because they can't kill on the Passover and they get ready for the Passover feast. Jesus comes into Jerusalem. Four days later, he's put on the cross and dies for us. He's covering all the commandments of the old law. He is the true representation of everything they looked at before by lambs. He is the end result of everything they were looking for. And he comes in and his sacrifice covers all the old. The same days, the same sacrifices, the same traditions. He covered them all. But then he goes further. And he stands on them all as he came in. The old traditions, everything was broken. It's still powerful. But it was broken because he set some new kingdom, new authority. That is the Jesus we worship. And do we realize what that means for us? We don't have to rule, come under these rules and regulations anymore. All we've got to do is love Jesus, love others, and allow him to love us. If we can all do that, we're free. Of course, there's a lot more things we've got to learn as well, but that's our freedom. So our first freedom. They expected the freedom on that day was going to come up from under the Roman rule. They expected that on that day that Jesus came and they were going to be set free physically. But Jesus says... As he comes in Jerusalem, he says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because they were expecting freedom from a nation, freedom from captivity from the Jews. Jesus comes in and he sets us all free. Totally, the whole earth free. And not just physical freedom, but spiritual freedom. He gives us the freedom to live forevermore in heaven. But more than that, he gives us the freedom to bring heaven down to earth so that we can be his representation down here. Can I ask you, just as the, the Jews or the Israelites had an expectation on Jesus for the freedom they were going to get given, what happens when our expectations for Jesus aren't met? What happens when we expect God to come through in a certain way and it doesn't happen like we expected? Are we going to be like the Jews, like the disciples? And because it wasn't what we expected, we turn away. Or are we going to have the intestinal fortitude to say, Jesus, I believe in you. Because this is where I was saying deep down deep, what do you believe? And when, the world, when things go wrong in the world, are we going to still stand and say, Jesus, I believe in you? Let's not live last week when Jesus came into Jerusalem. But let's live in this week where there's freedom for the one. My second point, that was my first point, by the way. Second point, freedom for the one. Because four days later, Jesus pays the ultimate sacrifice for us. Just as the firstborn was saved by the blood of the lambs, now the firstborn of all creation is spilling his blood. It's a bit of an invert. He's spilling his blood for us. The blood covered the, the firstborn. Now the firstborn is dying for us, and it sets us free. It covers us so that we don't have to die anymore. Do you realize this is eternal life? Eternal life for us and for everyone else who accepts him into their lives. I'd like to read from Luke 23, 39 to 43. And it says, one of the criminals who hung there heard insults at him. And by the way, when Jesus was, was crucified, if you don't know the story, there were two 
robbers, one either side, or two criminals, one either side of him when he's just crucified. And the three of them were hanging on the cross together, three different crosses. And one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. And the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus is on the cross with these two criminals either side of him. They're struggling, groaning in pain. Because you're hung and you're crucified, to breathe, you've got to actually push where your, your feet are nailed or down to the cross. You've got to push yourself up on, on the pain to be able to take a breath. And then because the pain's so great, you drop back down. And I can guarantee they're all moaning and groaning while this is all happening. And in between all of this going on, one criminal looks around and says to Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. And he takes the next groan as he, as he drops back down, gets back up again. And he says, don't you know to the other one that this is the Savior, this is Jesus. And he drops back down in pain. For your pain, when you're in pain, when things are going so wrong, can we still stand up through the pain and stand up and say, Jesus, I still believe you're my Savior. Because the result of that for this this man was that the next day he was in paradise. The next time you're in pain, the next time things are going wrong, can you remember that that man was on the cross and he could have sat down and just sat there and taken another breath and said, I can't say anything and dropped back down, but he made the choice to cry out to Jesus in his pain. Even though it hurt, even though it hurt, and even though there was pain involved, he still turned towards Jesus. And Jesus turned back to him and said, and gave him what he wanted, and that was freedom. You know, Jesus, as he was pinned on the cross, it wasn't man that held him to that cross. He gave himself to that cross for us. They thought they'd pinned him there, but he wasn't pinned at all. He could have called a thousand angels and they could have taken him off and he would have been free. Because this same man calmed the storm. This same man raised the dead. This same man healed the sick. This same man turned water into wine. This same man fed 5,000 plus men, plus ladies and, and children out of two fish and five loaves. This man was the son of God. And here he is on the cross for us, just for us. Freedom. Can you imagine he's screaming out freedom because as Shane Willard says, mercy always triumphs over justice. If we were like those people on the cross, we deserve to be crucified for our sins. But Jesus hung there for us. He made the choice to hang there for us. On this day, today, Easter Friday. But there's more than that, my point three. He came to bring freedom for the world. You know, when he died and he gave freedom to the world, he gave that same freedom to us. That same authority for us, that we can walk in the same authority that he had when he was here. It's like he's given you a loaded gun. My charge for you this morning, if you're free, he's given you a loaded gun to use at your discretion to shoot, let's call it shoot down principalities and powers. Let's call it 
come against every power of the enemy. He's given us a loaded gun because he's already given it to us. He's already won the victory, but the gun is in our hands. There's victory there for us. But the question is, are we going to appropriate that? It's like you've got a loaded gun in your holster. As Christians, when was the last time you took your gun out of your holster? When was the last time you took your gun out and actually did something where you actually shot down something? Where you took a chance and had a go? Because Jesus, he gave us freedom for the whole world, but it's for us to walk into that freedom and to appropriate in our lives, to enforce it in our lives. In Luke 24, verses 1 to 12, I think it's up there, it is. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. He'd gone. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed with lightning stood before In their fright, the woman bowed down with their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He is risen. Do you know Easter Friday's today and in a few days' time we're going to celebrate that he is risen. And you, don't, you do know that that was 2,000 years ago. So the same Jesus that rose from the dead 2,000 years ago is actually still alive and still risen today. That is the Jesus we follow. We've been set free from all the power of, this, of sin. You know, when there were, if Jesus had just died for our sins and there was no resurrection, what authority that there would be? Because Jesus came not just to die, but he came to rise again. So it's, it knows that if Jesus can die and rise again, that means what's our future? Resurrection. That means, do you believe you are going to rise again when you die? You're actually going to go somewhere? And more than that, do you realize that when you gave your life to Jesus, there was something resurrected in you and something came alive in you that has always wanted to become alive? And when you gave yourself your life to Jesus and his blood washed your sins, it means you're now alive in Christ. You have actually been resurrected as a new person. You mightn't feel it, but step into it. And when you step into it, it's amazing what God will do through your lives because you are resurrected and you are full of the same authority that Jesus had when he was on this earth. Are we going to step into it? Romans 6.22 says, Where am I? I can't read it. <laughs> I can't read it. Has anyone got Romans 6.22? Because I actually can't read it here. Nick, we need more lights at the front. I actually physically can't read it. Anyway, we are set free from the power of sin and death. That's on screen. Yeah, but now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, Ah. Gee, we like the second bit. Do we like that first bit? We've been set free and we've become slaves to God. Oh my goodness. It's a pleasure to be God's slave. It is, it's a pleasure to be a slave. God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. 
and the result is eternal life. He set us free. For Romans 8, 2 says, Therefore is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Jesus, the law of the spirit of sin and death has set us free from the law. Sorry. Spirit who gives us life has set us free from the law of sin and death. This means sin does not need to reign in your mortal bodies any longer. This means that the God of our salvation took our sin on the cross for him and that his blood washed down and it hit the ground. Can you imagine that your sins were laid on that ground before him? And as the blood washed down and ran out of his veins and onto the ground, it actually washes over all your sins, all your transgressions, everything, and it's washed by the blood of Jesus. He took our sins so we can be reconciled to God. You know, Jesus set us free from the law of sin and death. Sometimes we don't think that's happened because we're in this fallen world and things go wrong. But he set us free from the law of sin and death. And just like Claire was saying when she went to the courtroom today, the law had no hold on this person. The debts were wiped out. So everything that was going to come, all the things that were going to come down to us, everything we justly deserved has been broken because he is over the law of sin and death. And we are free. But can I also say, that we live in mortal bodies and freedom is a process for us. And some of you here this morning go through the process of freedom. Some of you are looking at your lives and saying, I don't really feel this freedom in my life. Well, can I encourage you? Paul in the Bible says, I do what I don't want to do. I struggle against this inner man within me who calls me in a way I don't want to go. It doesn't mean he wasn't free. He knew he was free. But this earthly body still screams out and still makes mistakes. If you're here this morning, do not let your mistakes condemn you this morning. Let it convict you this morning. Convict you into getting closer to him. Do not feel condemned, but let it convict you so you get closer to him, you run closer to him into his freedom and his liberty. We have a choice. We stand here this morning. Can you imagine that Jesus is standing here in the middle of the service and you're one of those two criminals on the cross beside him this morning? And you have a choice. You can stand there and you can say, because everything's going wrong in my life, I'm going to pull back a little bit from you, Jesus, because I don't trust you. But the word over the house this morning is freedom. Or are you going to be like the other criminal who's still on the cross? And even though you're in pain, and even though there's things going wrong, are you going to take that, that chance to push up through that pain to take a breath and say, Jesus, I believe in you. To stand up, and even though the doubts are in your mind, you're going to take push up on that cross and say, Jesus, I choose to give my life afresh to you. And he's going to speak back to you and he's say, I'm going to always be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm always there for you, no matter what you go through, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, I am here beside you. That is the Jesus I believe in. For greater is he that is in me that is in the world. We can be calm in every storm. We can be free because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. See, it is not who I am, but whose I am. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the head and not the tail. I am God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared for me. 
I am a son of the living God. I have everything I need to live a godly life. I have the mind of Christ. For greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am sanctified, and that means I'm set apart for him. And that was originally intended by the, by the designer. He originally designed us to be in, in communion with him, and he's brought us back. He's been sanct- we've been sanctified back to our originally desi- original design. We've been justified, legally acquitted. For I have the spirit of life, of love and power and a sound mind. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. So where were we this morning? Are we going to be like the first point a week ago? Where Jesus comes in on the donkey and our expectations aren't met. Are we going to turn away or are we going to turn towards Jesus? Because our freedom comes as we turn towards Jesus. Are we going to be like the man on the cross that just pushes up through the pain and takes a step and says, I believe in you, Jesus. And the third point, Christ's freedom with his resurrection power and authority shows us that we can be resurrected in him. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead is actually in me and in you. And do we believe that this morning? Because Jesus died not just to die and shed his blood. He died so that we can live in his authority, so that we can walk in his authority on earth and we can carry out good works and we can love him and he can love us together. Jesus loves us. Do you love him this morning? I love him this morning. Sometimes the emotions well up. Can I say this morning, if life has gone on, and you've put Jesus, maybe not in the forefront of your life, can I encourage you this morning that the blood cries out for you this morning? Actually, the blood screams out for you. That blood is there for you to set you free. The world still goes on, but that inner freedom is there for you. And the things that have bound you, the things that have been put on you by this world, by your parents, by your peers, by your friends, by situations and circumstances. They do not need to rule you any longer because you can be free in Jesus. And that blood can set you free. I don't know where you're all at this morning. I was sitting on the front row this morning and when we sang that song, I come to the altar, I made a conscious decision to take a stand forward and say, Jesus, I come to you to the altar yet again because I wanna be free. I want to know you. I want to experience what it means to know you more than anything else. And I want to tell people about you because you're so good. Jesus, you are just awesome. And if you don't know that this morning, can I encourage you, take a step in today. Let's take a step into knowing because He is a great God. Value is determined by cost or sacrifice. And if Jesus was willing to go to the cross for us, what are we willing to sacrifice for him? Jesus set us free. But freedom came through sacrifice. If you want to try true freedom this morning, may I encourage you, step into Jesus. Maybe you have to sacrifice some of the things you would like to do and allow him to do what he wants to do in you this morning. And when you do that, you will find freedom, peace and joy beyond understanding. He's the King of Kings.
the Prince of Peace, our Saviour, our Deliverer, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. That is who Jesus is. Can we all stand this morning? actually fairly close to being on time <laughs> can I say we're going to sing a couple one or two more songs this morning and then we're going to go out and have some some tea and some coffee and go on with our day can I encourage you if you haven't offered a sacrifice to Jesus for a long long time can you do it this morning can you hop out of your seats come and stand at the altar and say, Jesus, you gave me everything. Today, I'm going to give something back to you. He's given us all. And I know when you do that, there's a transaction that takes place. And when you give him something, oh, he gives you far back so much more. Will you step in? Allow his blood to wash over you again this morning afresh. To step in, to step out of this place with something new in your life today. Meeting with Jesus this morning. He gave up everything for us. And God, we're willing to give up something for you. Jesus.